Welcome to Screen Cleaning. My name is Jeff Simpson. And I'm Cole Wessinger. And we are here each and every week to give you the very best in entertainment. We like to shine a big old spotlight on all that is good in entertainment. There are plenty of shows that talk about the bad, that talk about the gossip. We're not interested in that stuff. We just want to highlight what's going to make you happy, what's going to make you excited, entertained. And uh, right now we are doing that from the comfort of our own respective locations, right, Cole? We are staying socially distant, as it were. Absolutely, as good citizens should be in this interesting time. And we've got an exciting show for you today. We're actually going to have a couple of guests. Again, they will be at least six feet apart from us. At all and times. in some cases, uh, might even not be in the same room because <laughs> I'm at home right now. But uh, we've got Rod and Donna Gustafson who will be joining us to give us some ideas for how we can enrich our movie watching experiences. Cole and I have shared some of the shows that we've been enjoying in isolation. Now, they're going to go a step beyond and tell us how we can actually make that an entertaining experience slash an educational experience. So we're looking forward to that. That's coming up here in just a bit. But before we get to that, let's talk about some of the good news that has been coming out during this, as I said, very interesting time. And we like to Cole, we like to say that there's always good news out there if you're willing to look for it. But right now, because of all of the the chaos surrounding the COVID-19 situation that everyone is in, it has given people an opportunity to to shine. We're seeing so many just above and beyond ways in the entertainment industry that people are reacting to this. And, and it's fun and we want to highlight some of those. And Obviously, we can't we can't talk about movies that are coming out in the movie theaters this weekend because movie theaters are closed. But what we're seeing here is we're getting our first theatrically released movie or should have been theatrically released is going straight to digital. And it is Trolls World Tour. This is the sequel to the movie Trolls, which is a movie that really took me by surprise. I was not expecting to like it. In fact, I told my kids when I saw the trailer, we will not be seeing that movie. <laughs> and uh, I ate those words and um, the movie was very enjoyable. So we'll have to see what maybe when the price drops a little bit, I'll rent this one for my kids. It's currently at $20. So a little more than I want to spend, especially when there are so many other options out there. But to be fair now, and, Jeff, your fam- you have a family of six total, very recently adding one to that number. Um, yeah. And so $20 is cheaper and from the comfort of your own home than you would if you had to pay $10 a head just to get into the theater and watch it as a family. And you get yeah. to relax with, with a couple of very, very, very small children um, instead of having to kind of negotiate if they start acting up, having to take them out, missing part of the movie. You can kind of, uh, you know, maintain that in your home. I, I think it works out. I think it's an okay Cole, thing. Cole, is that movie studio paying you to sell me on it or something? Uh, not officially. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Well, if you are willing to wait here uh, just about a month, you can't – well, you have nothing – you have no choice but to wait. <laughs> <laughs> but on May 5th is when Jerry Seinfeld's second Netflix stand-up special is going to premiere. It's called 23 Hours to Kill. I actually really enjoyed his other one, which was called Jerry Before Seinfeld, which is still on Netflix. You can catch it there. Um, you know, other movies we're seeing 
kind of shuffle around as they're trying to deal with the craziness of the coronavirus. And we're starting to see movies that are pivoting a little bit. They're either they're either changing the premiere date of the films or they're just saying, you know what, we're just going to send it straight to a streaming service. And so there are a couple of films that have decided to do that. One of them being My Spy, which Cole, both you and I were very close to seeing. It was that before... Wednesday that everything became chaotic. That that Wednesday right. night when the NBA canceled the Jazz versus Thunder game and then everything just spiraled immediately right after that. That was also the night I was supposed to go see My Spy. Yeah, well, now we won't have the opportunity to see it in a theater because it's actually going to be premiering on Amazon Prime. So hopefully that means that we won't have to pay any extra to see it. But who knows? You know, uh, it it was at STX and now it's going to be with Amazon Prime. And another Another one one... that it looks like they're going to just kind of fold into the existing streaming service is Artemis Fowl coming to Disney Plus at some point. Now, Artemis Fowl is based on the YA books from back when I was uh, an early like middle school, early high schooler. And this was one of the holdovers from the 20th Century Fox acquisition by Disney and is just another in the long line of Disney proving that they do not care whatsoever about any of the movies that were made by Fox whenever they pulled them in because now Artemis Fowl is just off of the theatrically released schedule and they'll dump it to Disney Plus whenever, which means it is only a matter of time, Jeff, that they will finally give up on trying to release New Mutants and they just let me watch it. (laughs) And that will be the, the greatest day of this quarantine. And I'm waiting we'll for see. it. We'll <laughs> see. Artemis Fowl, just like the New Mutants, has has uh, really shuffled around the schedule a lot, even before all of this craziness went down. But uh, the good news is there is some free content on its way to some of these streaming services, including Amazon. You're familiar with the South by Southwest Film Festival, are you I not, am. Cole? Mm-hmm. And this is something, obviously, that's been canceled because people are not congregating to watch movies in packed theaters at festivals. And so Amazon is actually going to stream this canceled film festival to your homes for free. Wow. How exciting is that? That's that's amazing. And so when they say festival, are they just kind of kind of have the movies stream back to back? Can I do this at my leisure? Do I have to tune in for when the festival is? I, I think there are more details forthcoming. But, uh, you know, you had me at Amazon, which I have, and free, which I also, I mean, I, yeah, I, can, I, have, I can afford free, <laughs> right? So HBO is also kind of jumping into this free game as well because there is quite a bit of content that starting now, I mean, it's it's going on right now. You can stream this content for free, temporarily, I'm sure, of course. But uh, we've got a, a couple of dozen movies that you can choose from. One of them being Isn't It Romantic, which was just kind of a fun romantic comedy set in a very romantic comedy world starring Rebel Wilson as well as a bunch of their older, albeit premier or uh, uh, prestige TV shows, such as The Sopranos, The Wire, Veep. You can watch, uh, you can even watch some documentary series that they have. Cole, I was going to sign up for HBO just to watch McMillions. 
Now I don't have to because it'll be streaming for free on HBO. So yeah. you got to check that out. This as well. one I'm a little bit more cynical about because this is just a publicity stunt to get people hooked before they launch HBO Max. This is they they were probably leaning in a in this sort of direction before all of this happened. And now they're just kind of taking advantage like, oh, look, we're so great. We're going to let you like stream all this stuff while you're at home. But then if you want to keep watching it after you get hooked on these amazing shows that they have made over the years, then you got to pay the 20 bucks a month, you know, subscription fee to, to get you hooked into HBO Max. Check your cynicism at the highly sanitized door, Cole. <laughs> it's free. Come on. So uh, more entertainment that we're seeing that we continue to see is some of this late night entertainment that they're scrambling to put on the best show that they possibly can from home. And uh, Jimmy Fallon put out a video recently with him, Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell doing a quarantine soap opera. And you're probably familiar with the soap opera Days of Our Lives, right, Cole? Yeah. This is one called The Longest Days of Our Lives. <laughs> and, you know, you have Will Ferrell, Jimmy Fallon, and Kristen Wiig doing what they typically do and just laughing all the way through a sketch that they would have done on Saturday Night Live. But it's it's entertaining. It's fun. And, uh, yeah, it's it's enjoyable. So check that out as well. And then, Cole, this is super interesting. Mm-hmm. SNL is going to do a show this weekend. All right. Now, how do you do that, Cole? Because Saturday Night Live is called Saturday Night Live for a reason, right? But they're going to be doing their show remotely, and it'll have a weekend update, a couple of sketches. There's no word yet on whether there's going to be a host or a musical guest. But uh, I'm I'm intrigued enough that I'm going to tune in to see what it's all about. Yeah, we're not brave enough to do this live. We're recording on a Friday, as we most of the time do. We try to get the podcast out on Friday so that you can see what movies are in the theater that weekend. Um, that's not exactly happening this weekend particularly, but uh, that's that's very brave of them. I would not trust a Zoom connection to put Friday, uh, Saturday Night Live out on a, on a weekend. Well, one more thing that you can check out with a bunch of free content. How about Harry Potter at Home, Cole? It's a hub where you can find, and this is according to the website, you'll find all the latest magical treats to keep you occupied, including special contributions from Bloomsbury and Scholastic, nifty magical craft videos, teach your friends how to draw a Niffler, fun articles, quizzes, puzzles, and plenty more for first-time readers, as well as those already familiar with the wizarding world. We're casting a a banishing charm on boredom. Oh, isn't that clever? So head over to wizardingworld.com and check out Harry Potter at home. I think that's fantastic. J.K. Rowling is one of many authors that are kind of taking to quarantine and trying to help the kids out there to adapt because learning from home is tough. And there are so many parents that are tackling homeschooling for the very first time. And and there's an author of the, the Elephant and Piggy books that has been, you know, going live on YouTube, kind of draw along with me for like the smaller, smaller kids. And so, again, it's just it's so heartwarming to see the many ways that our entertainment world, whether it's books, movies or television, are adapting in cool and different ways to this unique world. That's all for the good news in the entertainment world for this week. 
When we return, however, as we teased earlier, we're going to be spending some time with Rod and Donna Gustafson from a very safe distance, of course. We're going to give us some ideas on how we can enrich our movie watching experiences while we're stuck at home. That's up next here on Screen Cleaning. Who was that? There are other kinds of trolls. Our ancestors created six strings, each for a different type of music. Pop. <laughs> funk. Bow, wow, wow, video, video. Classical. <laughs> Techno. One more time. Okay, y'all. Country. And rock. I'm going to unite the six strings and destroy all music. Except for rock. No. So, I'm gonna need your string. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale. Welcome back to Screen Cleaning. Well, thank goodness we're not stranded on some desert island, but, you know, being quarantined in our homes sometimes feels like it's pretty much the same thing. And just like Gilligan's Island, that wonderful theme song you just heard, this quarantine has gone on for more than three hours. This is, I mean... It was never promised to be a three-hour tour, but here we are. It's but, more like three weeks later. And also, just like Gilligan's Island, it's made better by the people that you're stranded with. And today we get to welcome in a couple of our good friends of the show, Rod Gustafson and his wife, Donna. Welcome, guys. Hi. Hello, you, you guys. You know what I, I, what I liked about Gilligan's Island is how often guests would drop by. I, I mean, know. Never... You would think it would be a little harder on an island. <laughs> yes, and you think, seeing as they were lost and they never, ever got rescued, that, you know, some of those guests could have told somebody where they were. <laughs> it never worked out. <laughs> well, we, we've got the two of you on the show today because Cole and I have, we've had plenty of coverage about movies that we've watched and movies that we've been meaning to watch while we're stuck at home. But one of the things that we haven't really touched upon, and we're really grateful that you're here to talk about this today, especially me, since I have four young children who are really going to need this advice you're going to give today. What do we do to kind of move beyond just sitting down, watching a movie, watching TV shows? And so you've got some really creative ideas for things that we can do to kind of enrich those movie watching experiences. And so we're so excited to turn some time over to you today to tell us how we can go from or keep from going insane. All right. Well, one of the things that we're discovering that people are doing while they're stuck in isolation is a lot of baking. Um, certainly, that's something that's been happening at our house. We made up some donuts last night and, mm. you know, tried out the deep frying. So we thought we'd look at her a minute at some of the movies that talk about cooking to get you inspired. So if you were dealing with four little ones um, and the little, littler crowd, ratatouille is probably a really good bet. So, mm. But what I wonder is, would they really want to eat it? Because if, a, if a rat's hands had been on it? Well, I, I must admit, well, the rat's hands, that wasn't the part I was even thinking about. But as we were coming up with these ideas, do you know what's in ratatouille? Eggplants, tomatoes, squash, and zucchini. <laughs> yeah. Now, try and sell that to your 8-year-old. Good luck, Try to buddy. sell that to this 28-year-old. <laughs> you I'm know, it's, it's, interesting, it's interesting that you started out with a movie – uh, about food. First of all, our listeners should know, even though by the time they hear this, it, it will no longer be this day, but the the four of us are taking part in this worldwide fast, right? <laughs> to, to have relief from the coronavirus. And 
you're talking about a movie about a rat making food, which sounds like the makings <laughs> of a good coronavirus film, right? Now, he washed his hands regularly. That was a very important part of the plot. So I you watch that. this movie, washing your hands before you touch food is a very big part of it. But one of the things I really enjoyed about Ratatouille is just the, you know, you can almost smell the food that's coming out of the kitchen. And, and um, one of the favorite lines in our family is, hey, he's getting nutty with this. Or oh, I can, yeah. I'm detecting I some, some nuttiness, nuttiness yeah. when he's, you know, Know, messing with the spices, so this might be a fun thing that you can do with your kids is to you know is to get them involved in the cooking. Um, if, if you don't want to try the eggplant and those kinds of things, you know, try some of the stuff that you've got around the house. But get them involved. And cooking is a creative process. It doesn't have to be a follow the script thing. You can you know ad lib and get a little creative there, especially with soups and stews and spaghettis and those kinds of things. So you know, have a go at that. And, and speaking of spaghetti, yes. another idea that we had was Lady in the Tramp, which has that wonderful romantic spaghetti and meatballs uh, <laughs> dinner scene that that's happens amore. there. Yeah, that's there amore, go. yes. And, uh, you know, spaghetti sauce is a fun thing to get kids involved in because there's so many different ways you can make it. There are, and lots of chopping and, and cutting and that kind of thing that they can, you know, that they can do with some supervision. And it always turns out good, no matter what you do to it, it always turns out Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel like whenever I eat spaghetti, I get spaghetti sauce on my nose, and I don't even push meatballs across the table with my nose. So, <laughs> well, I always get it on my down. shirt, so I always wear an apron or something because I am a very but messy But wait a minute. There's eater. a fun family game. Now, I, I was never really into this, but I know I, we have some families where they'll have a special night where they'll make spaghetti, and you can't eat with utensils. Yes. So if you really want to Or you can, oh, you can funny. try, yes, or tie your arms together together and you have yeah. to eat it off the tabletop. Yeah. So, so y'all that started, might be a little germy for this. You started by talking about donuts, like frying <laughs> up donuts. My favorite food game is when you tie a donut to a string and you have to eat the donut oh, from there you without nice. it falling off because it donuts lend themselves so to that. They do. There I you do go. Like that. that is a fun idea. No, yeah. So it, for it, the older crowd, though, yeah. I mean, those you know, if you're not just dealing with little ones and you don't want that kind of mess, a couple <laughs> of other really interesting movies. Julie, Julie and Julia was a uh, a movie about a budding cook who is inspired by Julia Childs, and she takes one of her cookbooks and works her way through the cookbook, making every one of the recipes in the cookbook. So that might be a fun idea. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily need her cookbook. You could choose another one. Yeah, something with simple ingredients that hopefully you can still buy in the store. I actually did this a few years ago. There was this cookbook on our shelf that had all these cake recipes, and I decided that I was going to start at the beginning and make cakes. And so we had some applesauce cakes. It's an alphabetical book. And so <laughs> we, we got to about the C's. Yeah, and around then my, about the carrot cake time, yeah, we said, hey, we're going to be 300 pounds overweight we if you keep say up that. this habit. You said that. <laughs> <laughs> I was willing to go to the zucchini cake. But but yeah, so so that can be a fun thing, too, is to just uh, take a book and, and maybe work through some of the recipes. And uh, another movie I really love about food, A Hundred Foot Journey, uh, can get you give oh, you some ideas. Oh, that movie. You can just yeah. smell the spices coming off the screen, yeah, and, and that was a very fun one. Yeah, and it's a story of French cuisine meets Indian food. So so there's some some cooking ideas. We also had some uh, ideas playing on the Gilligan's Island theme. You know, there are some movies uh, that 
are really all about being isolated. Gilligan's Island, I know, is a TV show, but they did have a spinoff movie. <laughs> I can't As say As all that. of the 60s TV shows ended <laughs> yes, up doing eventually. That's right. Um, a couple of other movies, though. Castaway, remember that one from 2000? With Wilson! Tom Hanks? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yes. Exactly. When you start talking to your volleyball, you know you're in trouble. And Swiss Family Robinson, <laughs> both versions on Disney+. Plus. The 1940 and the 1960 uh, versions are both on there, too. To give your kids some ideas of maybe um, it, what would it be like to be stranded on a tropical island? And this could be really imaginative. Yeah, in fact, you could actually play that out in your house. Mm-hmm. We've been um, we've been talking to one of our sons over over you know the video thing on the phone, and they've been building blanket forts and little tents and huts in their house with their kids, and and that could be a really fun thing to do with your own family. You know, if you were stranded, let's build a fort. Uh, maybe you can even take dinner in there if you're willing to do a lot of laundry and at the other end that of you're- things. And pretend you're on a beach. Yes. You can do that, you know, too. We've, we've had our giant fort up for about two weeks. <laughs> and we've, we're going to watch one more movie in it tonight before it comes down. It's interesting you mentioned talking to a volleyball because you, you probably understand this having kids of your own, although they're a they're little older than my kids. Uh, sometimes trying to talk to your kids is like trying to talk to a volleyball. You yes. just get no response. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> One of the things that we did with our kids, actually, it was a friend of ours that came up with this idea, was a February pool party. Now, it is getting warmer, and for those of you who are living in the southern climates, it, you you can probably already hit the backyard, maybe, and get a little bit outside time. But if you're still stuck inside, uh, we turned up the heat, and we put some water in one of those little plastic kids' pools, and every Everybody wore swimsuits. We, we did it on indoor, the kitchen floor so it wasn't party. too messy. I'd maybe recommend doing it in the attached garage or maybe on your <laughs> cement floor in the basement if you've got one. But some ingenious ways that you can try and have yeah. an indoor beach party. Wait, so you're telling me not to put a kiddie pool in the <sighs> middle of a carpeted, okay. like right on top of the nice rug? No, I'm yes, saying probably, probably not. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. It, it worked well one year, but then the we, second year yes, our son kind of tripped and... And, this, and yeah. he managed to tip the pool water out onto the floor. So that's why you we're yeah. very aware that you should not so, do this on yeah. a rug. Yeah. So, you know, and none of these none of these ideas are endorsed by the management. So, so but some great ideas. You know, kids, little kids especially, they love this sense of like Jeff was talking about with the, with the fort idea and being isolated. And, and then you can really get the imagination going and you can literally pretend you're almost anywhere. So. You know, and for our children, a lot of them will look back. Back at this time, I'm sure with some really fond memories because of how much family time they're getting. And some of these crazy yeah. zany ideas may be the things that they remember mm-hmm. about COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're really easy because we're all watching movies anyway. Like it's so easy to kind of turn just screen time to give them something to do into something that's like memorable with just with just like a little bit of effort behind it. It can be attached yeah. and you can make connections as opposed to, well, there's 24 hours in a day. We got to do something every day. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. And Cole, you talked about watching movies. What about if we started making movies at home? Because everybody now, of course, we've got cameras on our phones and, and ways to edit movies and everything. And this is a great time to start thinking about, wow, what kind of a movie could we make? We're stuck here at home. Let's document this. Or we can make some little dramatic movie or something. So some movies that are available where you can get some ideas about what you could do with that are movies where um, the directors and the creators of the movie actually 
decided that they wanted to kind of have this confined space. Now, we're going to talk about movies here. They're going to be more so for the 12, 13 and over crowd, because first of all, some of them, they're just going to be boring for little kids. And other ones, they just have a little bit more uh, content. I've got a little story about one of these. Rear Window, Alfred Hitchcock was a director who liked working in kind of confined spaces and giving himself challenges where the whole movie would take place in one room or one scene. So Rear Window, of course, stars Jimmy Stewart as a, uh, he's a sports journalist, photographer, and he's broken his leg and he's stuck in his apartment, but he spends all of his time now watching what his neighbors are doing and he becomes suspicious that there may be a, one of his neighbors has done something terrible where maybe even a murder has been committed. And so this particular movie is just a, a great example Example of making a movie in this one confined spot. Hitchcock made another movie about a decade before Rear Window called Lifeboat. And it's a bunch of people who um, a ship has uh, sunk and all of them are now stuck on a lifeboat together. And of course, you get all these crazy divergent personalities and they've got to figure out how they're going to survive this event. Does that sound like your family <laughs> right now? <laughs> so these are, these are a couple of uh, really cool movies to watch and to get some ideas of how a filmmaker can work with this and how maybe you could work with that in your own home. And there- there's a couple like rear window ish movies, mm-hmm. right? And and it's interesting to see which excuse the filmmakers decide to put your protagonist in that one room. Right? Yes. For, for Rear Window, Jimmy Stewart had a broken leg, right? Uh, in Disturbia, a Rear Window ripoff, certainly, Shia LaBeouf is on house arrest, and that's mm-hmm. why he can't live leave the perimeter of his home. In Home Alone 3, which I will always contend is the best of the Home Alones, and that we sometimes only the get to talk about worst. around Christmas time, <laughs> he's sick. He's got chicken pox, mm-hmm. and so he's just at home, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going stir-crazy, and so he starts just spying on his neighbors and happens to see a crime take place a lot like Rear Window and it's Mm going to play a lot better to smaller kids than Rear Window will. That is a good idea. That is a a good good example of younger children. So I'm not sure we want our kids necessarily spying on the neighbors but right now that might be the (laughs) only way that they can see their friends and you know we can put up signs in our windows so that we can talk to sort of our friends and our neighbors around us. That's another way that you could sort of spin this in a in a child-friendly activity sort of way uh, as a way that we can still um, touch base with people. Another couple of other interesting movies about being in a confined area, of course, is serving on a jury. I remember when I did this once when I was called to serve on a jury, and you really start feeling like, you know, you spend a week with just these people, and some juries go on far longer than that. Twelve Angry Men uh, this is a, a wonderful film, two versions of it, one made in 1957, but the one I like better is another one in 1997 starring Jack Lemmon. Um, and uh, both those films are really interesting movies about how you can create tension just with characters and dialogue in a room. And tension in a room, which mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. you may want them to use, you know, to learn how to diffuse some of that tension (laughs) as they get stuck in a room. Another one of those movies that I enjoyed that gets you stuck in one place was Murder on the Orient Express, an Agatha Christie book that was made into a movie, has been done several times and one just recently um, about a group of people stuck on a train. And that one is interesting too. But, and speaking of such things, if you've got readers, that might be a good way to kickstart them into a classic murder mystery author. Agatha Christie's amazing. We are Mm. escalating the self-isolation here. It started (laughs) 
started with just spying on your neighbors, <laughs> and then they were solving a murder, and then they were committing a murder. Let's <laughs> hold back. Yeah, let's get back bit. to okay, the food, yellow. maybe. Uh, how about Disney's Parent Trap? There you go. And I, uh, both these versions, the 1998 version and the old 1961 version, are available on Disney Plus. And uh, of course, this is the story about the two twins who they they meet. Uh, well, they were separated at birth. Separated, and didn't know. yeah, at birth, and then they meet, and then they discover. They start asking each other questions about their families, and they discover that they are twins. And then they do the swap with their parents. But uh, one of the cool things, Donna, you remembered this about. Yeah. Yeah, what I appreciate about the girls discover that when they're put into isolation for their bad behavior. So they're put in isolation together. Um, but they, they discover that they are twins by sharing their family stories with each other. And that's something that would be a fun thing to do at this time when you're spending more time with your family. I mean, have your parents ever been in isolation before? Have your parents, you know, tell us about some of the childhood illnesses that your parents may have had. That Those may be stories you've never Never heard. What did your parents used to do when they were bored when they were your age? And, you know, it would be a good way to just sort of kickstart. What are those family secrets that maybe haven't been shared with your kids? Or family stories that, you know, for family history purposes and that type of thing. And if you don't have, if you're not isolated with your grandparents as well, you can certainly hop on Skype or Facebook Messenger and, and, uh, and talk to them about some of the experiences that your grandparents or great-grandparents may have had as well, that where they've gone through times like this in the past. And the other good thing about doing that for little kids, younger kids who may be feeling anxious and, and concerned about what's going on in the world right now is that although we haven't had really exactly this happen in the last hundred years, there have been a lot of things that have happened where we've wondered, how are we going to get through this? And we get through it. And it's good for kids to know that too. And that's how we're talking to grandparents and great-grandparents can can help to soothe those little rattled nerves as well. Yeah, and put things in perspective. Well, I think we all have a pretty good idea of what it feels like to be quarantined here on Earth. And we want to thank you guys for giving us some great ideas on how we can enrich these uh, enrich these movie watching experiences at home. But what would it be like if you were stranded somewhere otherworldly? Well, we will get some more ideas here on Screen Cleaning today when we return with Donna and Rod Gustafson. We'll be right back. This is the scene of the crime, a crime of passion filmed in a way you have never seen before and as no one else would dare attempt. But the screen's master of suspense, the producer-director who shocked the world with Psycho. Welcome back into Screen Cleaning, and today on the program we're talking about some uh, isolation movies, uh, of which 2001 is certainly going to come up here in this next segment, and some cool ways that we can spin it to have fun with your family while also getting some easy screen time out of the way. Jeff is self-isolated away, uh, as we've done the past couple weeks in his home studio. Rod and Donna Gustafson are here in the BYU radio studio with me. But don't worry, folks. We've got a giant pane of what I can only assume is bulletproof glass (laughs) in between us. Also, COVID-19-proof glass. Absolutely. (laughs) You know know what's funny? We came in with that song from 2001, A Space Odyssey, and we've been self-isolated for three or four weeks now. 
I wouldn't be surprised if before long we're starting to act like the monkeys in that scene banging on things with a bunch of bones. Who knows? That could I mean, be we possible. went from eating food to murder with Agatha Christie in the last segment, so all bets are off, right? It can escalate. Hopefully it won't. As we were trying to think up of some movie ideas that could stimulate you know, some good family activities or be educational for families— the space genre just kind of hit us as, you know what, this really is about isolation. And there's some, are, there are some great examples in these movies of things and techniques that people do to try and work through the difficulty of being trapped by yourself. So, And on top of that, this is very timely. Uh, right now, we are going through the 50th anniversary of many of the Apollo missions. And mm. just waxing sentimental for a moment— I and speaking of isolation, I'm an only child, so I remember me and my parents. We were living in a in a home in the middle of nowhere on the Canadian prairie with very bad television reception with a big old TV antenna on the roof. And I remember getting to stay up late to watch the Apollo 11 moon landing and all of these Apollo missions. Um, I remember watching them on a black and white TV with a very, <laughs> with a barely there <laughs> picture, but it was still so exciting to go through this. And, uh, and now as we're coming through the anniversary of this, this is a great time to watch some of these movies, the dramatic ones. And there's also some great documentaries that are available for streaming. Now, it, Apollo 13's anniversary has just passed a few days ago as we, uh, 50th anniversary uh, from our record date right now here in, uh, here in early 2020. And uh, this is starring, of course, Tom Hanks, which is, who has made news recently with his wife, Rita Wilson, um, for surviving COVID. So there's First he an survived, additional passed away, reason. now yeah. he survived... <laughs> I Tom Hanks has been alone a couple yes. times. <laughs> and you know, Cole, it's funny. As I was putting this together, I thought, yeah, Tom has been, he's been doing a lot of these movies. And then he and his wife had to self-isolate for a couple of weeks in Australia just a few weeks ago because of, of the uh, COVID virus. So this, this movie has got many reasons to watch it. And also what's really cool is uh, if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, unfortunately, Apollo 13 isn't available as part Part of that package. You'll have to pay a few dollars to rent it. There's an Apollo 13 documentary from 1994 that stars astronaut Fred Hayes and, uh, and talks about Apollo 13. So if you watch the movie, then with your Amazon Prime subscription for free, you can watch the documentary. And uh, something similar with Apollo 11, of course, the first man movie that came out in 2018. And then Apollo 11, the, that documentary from last year. Wasn't was that amazing? Absolutely incredible, where they found all of this high-resolution, basically IMAX footage and that uh, nobody had ever seen before. And it's just an incredible-looking documentary. If you were fortunate yeah. enough to have a big, a relatively big screen in your home, this is one worth Yeah, you'll feel like you're, you're in space. Yes. What I really appreciated about that movie was, um, or that documentary, is that they actually put it together. They've tried really hard to use just the voice tracks of the astronauts, and they've created a soundtrack with sounds of machine 
scenery from that time. And, and it really is telling its own story. And so you really feel like you've, you're living through that experience mm-hmm. in a really real way that, um, that I, you know, and it's G-rated. So that's something that your little ones may oh, not yeah. find that. They may find that as tedious as going to the moon. But uh, it, um, for the watching that for rocket runs, blast off. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. Like no. Yeah. Before we get off the Apollo missions, can I mention Apollo 18, which yes, isn't I knew exactly you were going a documentary. To bring that up. But <laughs> yes. It's sort of filmed like it should have been, right? And I, I oh, I should have double checked this. I know it is available for streaming, it's obviously, on Netflix if you pay right a few now. dollars. But yes, I was going to mm-hmm. say, I think it's on Netflix. There you go. And it's a PG 13 horror movie, which I always have to bring up. I will is. have to. Thank you for, you know what? I look for those. I thought it was rated R. Okay, Cole, I'm going to watch Apollo 18. <laughs> and, uh, and by the way, Neil Armstrong didn't like doing documentaries very much or interviews, but um, Amazon Prime also has. The Armstrong documentary from 2019 is part of the Prime package. So, so this is a great way to engage your kids while you're sitting at home in some educational ideas as we go through these space movie anniversaries. But the other reason we're talking about, there's actually a double a double uh, bonus here. Is first of all, uh, and some of the other space movies as well that we're going to talk about, it is examples of people being, uh, you know, you're stuck in this tiny little capsule in Apollo 13, and these three guys need to work together and figure this out. And their lives are depending on it. And, and that then leads to the other thing too, and that's about human human ingenuity and about how humans figure things out. It's amazing the things that we have overcome in history. And again, I think that this can be something that you can talk about with your kids and reassure them. You know what? We are in a problem, but we are working on it. And there's ways that these things can be overcome. Well, First Man, I really appreciated that as far as that sense of isolation. Um, And it looks more deeply at, at Neil Armstrong personally, because he was the first man to walk on on the moon, I somewhere I read that the uh, square footage inside the capsule was about 218 feet. So can you imagine mm. that with three bodies in there? I didn't even know it was that big. Yeah. Wow, okay. Sounds like a phone booth to me. But um, some of the movies that we've really enjoyed that are around the space program that have been very inspirational in our own home because we have a family full of space geeks. Um, October Sky was one that really kicked that off oh, in, yeah. in our family. Um, we have a son that went on to become a mechanical engineer just because he wanted to be a rocket scientist, and that's kind of his aspiration. And he's actually helping build rockets now. Yeah, he's, Not he's really cool. huge ones, but, but yeah. he's yeah. On, on his way with that one. So October Sky was a wonderful film that talks about Spudnik going up, and, and it is based on a true story of Homer Hickman, who watched that as, uh, as a youth and then uh, eventually went on to work for NASA and um, built rockets in his, his garage with his friends. There's enough danger involved in there so that your kids will know that they really shouldn't try this at home without a whole lot of supervision. <laughs> it is rocket science after <laughs> There you go. Uh, Another one that we really liked was Hidden Figures, and this talks about the human computers, which were some black women that were used because of their mathematical skills to help put some of all of that technical stuff together to get some of those missions flying. Um, Good story. It touches on, you know, racial prejudice, gender prejudice, as well as the space 
program. Um, so that's another really cool one. Too. Yeah, and it is obviously a true story of Catherine Johnson, who just passed away recently. I think she was over 100 years old, uh, Dorothy Vaughn and Mary Jackson, and, and they were integral in getting John Glenn into orbit. And yeah. doing all the math that was required because they didn't and have the And that may inspire your it. kids to be doing their homework, yeah. you know, while you're trying to Amazing do this online with, with their math so, homework. So now what about space movies that are not based on true stories? Oh, those are the that there best have been plenty ones, of those. Right? <laughs> What's one of your favorites, Donna? Well, I really like The Martian from a couple years back where we've got um, Matt Damon stuck on um, – on Mars, and he kind of is a Robinson Crusoe kind of character trying to figure out how he's going to stay alive when nobody on Earth even knows that he's been left behind on the, on the planet. So he did a lot of amazing things. I mean, there, I don't know that you could actually do these things on Mars, but it was interesting to think about. He actually grows a garden to try and keep himself fed. He has to figure out how to use the radioactive... Um, energy that he's got up there to keep himself warm and uh, has to do surgery on himself and all kinds of fun things. So Yeah, your kids could practice yeah, that. I know. like that. It's, yeah. it's not often that a gardener or a botanist is the hero of your yeah. big space action movie, yeah. but that's Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, that's and that right. was actually kind of a fun aside. Rather than being sort of more of the hero type, he was more of the science type, but that really stood him in, in good stead as he went through that crisis. So I one, really enjoyed that one. One I really enjoyed was Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, who are two people that I can't say I always enjoy on the screen, but I liked Gravity. I thought that came together quite well. And uh, and again, if you want a movie about isolation, whoa, Sandra Bullock playing those scenes. And uh, unfortunately, George George's character does drop in to visit every now and then. But otherwise, she's all by herself and uh, just mm. incredible. Can I bring us back down to Earth for just a minute? Oh, go ahead and so, try. This isn't this isn't a space movie, but it certainly is a science fiction horror movie. Again, that's PG thirteen. So when you find these, you, you really should take a look at them as long as they're good, I guess. <laughs> and this one is good, and I'm hoping today that we can convince Donna Gustafson to sit down and watch Ten Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> <laughs> and what's oh, great about this, this yes. movie is. You have these three people that are isolated in this bunker after uh, some crazy events are going down up on the surface. And what you don't know is one of the the woman who is in this threesome, she is in a car accident and wakes up in this bunker handcuffed inside this room. And John Goodman is the person who has brought her to this bunker And he keeps presenting himself as this savior. I saved you from these terrible events are going on outside and we need to bunker down here. And uh, so you're spending the whole movie thinking, is this guy, is what he's saying, is it really true? Is it really going on up on the surface or is he crazy? And the answer is genius and I cannot Mm -hmm. spoil it for Mm -hmm. you. But uh, what a what an exciting speaking of Alfred Hitchcock. It's it's compared to an Alfred Hitchcock movie and it's just a nice crisp yes. 90 minute movie. Yeah, it really is. And that's I really enjoyed that film, too. And by the way, for anybody who saw the movie Cloverfield 
uh, who did not like Cloverfield as or much Cloverfield as I... Paradox, oh, which was even worse. Yes, <laughs> yes. This, this is the good film, one. This is the good one. It sits totally apart. It, it's quite amazing. So, yes, that is a good one. Another one And a good that, way to get your heart working, you know, in isolation oh, yeah. so you can have that cardiovascular <laughs> workout. Trick okay. the Fitbit into thinking that you're taking steps for how fast <laughs> you're going to be. Another one of my favorite space movies that all I have to do is turn this movie on and Donna goes running in the other direction is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Donna, oh, man, I can't get past the ape scenes. Yeah. But oh. I, <clears throat> it's made for higher intellectual thinking, Obviously, Donna, really. obviously. Donna, and I just don't you, qualify. <laughs> that one is a really tough one. So I did actually sit through the whole thing once on Rod's, you know, I do love him. So I did this for <laughs> our marriage. Um, and it does get more interesting when you get into the space scenes where um, Dave and is talking to the computer, Hal, and trying to figure out what's going on in their outer space thing, that section of the movie, because it really is kind of a sectional movie, mm-hmm. that section of the movie is is more gripping. Um, appreciate the way that they, they create that isolation and that... that. The, and that is the thing when, when Dave... So I'm assuming everybody's seen this movie. I won't give too much away. Or at least knows <laughs> of not, it. Yeah. And there is a section where the astronaut Dave is by himself and gets locked in this capsule and the movie plays with sound, it was one of the first movies to use silence as a way to just really make a gripping moment. And when this astronaut named Dave is stuck in the space capsule and later stuck in, you know, trying to figure out what to do, the the sound, the sound of silence is just amazing. And so it's a it's a really cool example of isolation. And I said it last I said it last week, but Moon, which also is very reminiscent of 2001 mm-hmm. A Space Odyssey. Um, when I was talking about that movie, space and isolation and sci-fi, they all lend, and horror, all lend themselves together really well because yes. after all, in, in space, no one can hear you scream. Uh-huh. <laughs> and did you know, Donna, you'll appreciate this, there are 88 dialogue-free minutes in 2001 Whoa. A Space Odyssey. <laughs> Whoa. So, so if you a... just want to get a good nap, you can put that on and but just, isn't you know. that cool? It's a space sci-fi and it's also a silent movie it kind of brings everything together and just finally i can still put that movie on today and the special effects look amazing so yeah that really is amazing is how well it has held out over time um it really really i mean it did some groundbreaking things in the genre when it began and it still does hold up well that way it's just the story um it i wanted a little bit more Story. Well, and if, if the, Kubrick was able to like fool us all into thinking that man walked on the moon, then you'd think that he would also be able to have decent <laughs> enough special effects. He was accused of that, wasn't he? <laughs> all right, and then I just need to get one last one in. There's a movie called Silent Running. I remember watching this movie when I was a little kid. It came out in 1972, starring Bruce Dern and a few other people. And uh, this is a movie about these uh, uh, this guy who is on this on this spaceship and it's got the last remnants of plants from Earth and he has sent uh, a signal from mission control saying you need to blow up all the plants 
and and get rid of them. And he doesn't want to do that. So this is environmentalism from the 70s. It is. It has got a real hippy-dippy feel. But uh, it's isolated. He's stuck oh. with three little robots who are taking care of the plants and, and the closing line. No, don't tell them the closing line. The closing because that's line? the best part of the movie. Oh, but if you can stick it through to the end, because this one has not held up well over time, if you can stick it through <laughs> to the end, the last line is worth it. So shush. I thought it really held up well. <laughs> what's but, what's yeah. the name of the movie again? I will look Silent this up. Silent Running. Okay. So those are, we thought that those, that genre really lent itself well. And, and in all seriousness, all these movies have examples of things that people have done, whether it's growing plants or or communicating with each other or, or even communicating with a computer. Maybe you want to have a discussion with your Google Home or your Alexa device. But it, different th- ways and methods that people have used to, to maintain their sanity while they're being isolated. Well, you've inspired me. We've just recently planted a peach tree and a cherry tree. We're not doing it to save humanity or even <laughs> ourselves, but we're doing it to satisfy our appetites. Uh-huh. And while we're stuck in isolation, what more can you ask for, right? Exactly. Yes, just don't start with a cake book recipe and make every cake in the book. <laughs> oh, no, I thought I'm going to pick up at the, in the Fs and, and start going start, forward. Start Fudge with the cake. fruits and vegetables, yeah. <laughs> well, Donna and Rod Gustafson, thank you so much for being on the program today. We really appreciate all your insights and ideas. Thank you. And uh, stay safe while you're stuck at home. Will do. Same thank to you. you. When we return, Cole and I are going to share the results from our I've been meaning to watch that segment from last uh, from our last show and we'll also do a little panning for good that's all up next here on screen cleaning huh, huh. i've been meaning to I've watch i've been meaning that. to watch that Wow, we'll have to see if our voices sync up on that one, Cole. Probably As not. you know, Cole and I are recording remotely because we are, are good global citizens and are trying to keep our social distance from each other. Isn't that right, Cole? Yep, but even separated, we're joined together in catching up on our movie watching list. And we realized a couple weeks ago when we... Uh, reacted to seeing The Mandalorian and Better Call Saul, respectively, things, TV shows that we have been meaning to watch, that we also kind of split between us the two big quarantine global pandemic kind of movies, and that was Contagion, which I have already seen, and Outbreak, which Jeff has seen. Um, So we challenged each other to watch those in the two weeks uh, in the meantime. And and have you, Jeff? Did you you check out Contagion? I... I most certainly did, but I want to hear what you think about Outbreak first. Okay, it is the older one, and I think probably the inferior one between the two. See, when I went into Outbreak, I was expecting a Contagion kind of movie where the big plot and and the big action and the tense moments would be because there's sickness abounding and not with helicopter chases and Cuba Gooden Jr. and and Dustin Hoffman running away from the government and a lot of other things that I did not know why they were in this this pandemic movie. Sure. So I watched 2011's Contagion, directed by Steven Soderbergh, and 
this is one that I just never got around to. It made $136.5 million at the box office. I'm familiar with several of Steven Soderbergh's other films. And so imagine my surprise when I was hooked instantly uh, watching this film. And I will admit right off the bat, though, if we were not in the midst of this pandemic, I don't think it would have carried the same punch that it may have back in 2011. The entire time, though, there were some very eerily similar plot points to what's going on in the real world and what is going on in the movie. You know, you see people stocking up on items at the grocery store and you get to see the progression of this really aggressive virus just being passed from one person to the next. In this movie, it's not a monkey. It's actually a bat and a pig who are the culprits and a, a, a chef and Gwyneth Paltrow are really <laughs> the ones that are to blame. But um, it's it's kind of an it's kind of an anthology of sorts because you get all these different characters and you get to see how this virus is affecting each of their lives. They all have different occupations and they're all fighting to overcome this pandemic and uh, very gripping. I wasn't I wasn't expecting it to be this thrilling, Cole. And again, had I seen it in 2011, I don't think I would have been as scared as I was watching it just the other night under the fort, the aforementioned <laughs> Uh, fort that I built with my kids. I was scared, Cole. There were moments where I was actually scared watching this film. And it's interesting but, uh, how our current situation has given perspective on it because there's a moment in Outbreak where these couple rough and tumble guys in the in the town are trying to get out and it, the movie paints it like the government is the bad guy for chasing them down again in a helicopter. This is the most helicoptery pandemic movie you will ever watch. But the government <laughs> chases them down and, and guns down these people that are just trying to escape the town and the movie paints it like we're supposed to feel bad for them and the, and the government is the big bad guy in the rest of the movie but in that moment I was on the government side because yes you have to stay quarantined you need to keep socially distant from the rest and you cannot let this pandemic break out and and let the virus contaminate other people um, and, and we all know that now because that's kind of the world we're living in but in the moment yeah the, the governments are the big bad guy because they, they won't under any circumstances let you leave yeah, you you shouldn't leave. You were quarantined. <laughs> yeah, well, there you have it. A couple of movies that have been on a lot of people's lips lately as we've been dealing with this pandemic. I certainly think that Contagion is the much better movie of I the agree. two. And it's, and it's PG-13, so there's that. And it has a better movie poster because I think every movie that has ever been released since the beginning of time has a better movie poster. Then outbreak. <laughs> Go ahead and take Google it. Um, you will be shocked that it wasn't just a seventh grader with Photoshop that made that that movie poster. Well, we've j we've got just one more bit of content for you as we do a little panning for good here on the show. There's good in them dire hills. Now, we've seen lots of examples of late night show hosts that are turning to their Twitter accounts. They're turning to online avenues to showcase some of their entertainment, right? Well, they're being paid for that. 
So how about just a free goodwill gesture from other entertainers who are getting together to just make sure that we're okay and to put a smile on our faces? That's what the cast of Full House has done for us. If you go online and type in uh, Full Quarantine is the name of the video, (laughs) you will have that smile on your face as you see uh, the cast of Full House. Minus uh, Lori Laughlin, of course, and the Olsen twins. Um, you will basically see a reenactment of the opening credits to Full House with all of these cast members quarantined at home. Some of them recreating uh, uh, scenes from the original credits. And it's just a joy to watch. And again, something that I'm sure they weren't paid to do. It's not something that they were that they had to do as part of a contract. They were just, they had it in their hearts to share this goodness with us. Another and impromptu boy, oh boy. Uh, entertainer that's doing something similar. I, I I was holding off on mentioning it up until now because I thought it might be your choice for Panning for Good. But of course, John Krasinski's brand new Some Good yes. News, which does a, kind of what we do. You try to look at the bright side through even the darkest times of life, uh, just from the comfort and and safety of his own home launching and talking about the good that is still in the world, something that we try to do every day. And, and John Krasinski's on board. Well, and we hope to, to keep bringing you similar examples of goodness and entertainment. There is lots going on. Usually Cole, I feel like it's so much easier to find bad news than good news in the entertainment world. And I think we're, we're seeing kind of an exception to that rule as people are really banding together to to put a smile on everybody's faces. And that's really one of the most important things that we can do. And of course, washing our hands and remaining socially distant. And Cole and I are going to continue to be socially distant as we continue to bring you good entertainment here on Screen Cleaning. We're here each and every week on BYU Radio at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Cole, where else can they find our show? Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere you get podcasts. And we will be back next week to bring you the very best in entertainment. I'm Jeff Simpson. And I'm Cole Wissinger. And we'll see you then. Bye.